Digital Marketing Radio, episode 227. What questions should you ask your SEO consultants? Digital Marketing Radio with David Bain. Brought to you in partnership with SEMrush. I'm David Bain and this is Digital Marketing Radio, the show that delves into the tools, tactics and tidbits of how to turn a failing digital marketing campaign into a rip-roaring success. Are you thinking of employing an SEO consultant? If so, how actually are you going to do, do that? And um, what questions are you going to be focusing in on? And how are you going to ensure that you have the insight that matters? On today's episode of Digital Marketing Radio, we're going to be reviewing the top questions to ask your SEO consultants. Joining me to discuss that is one of the UK's, scratch that, one of the world's leading SEO personalities. He's overseen rapid organic growth for several top brands, including Uswitch, Zoopla, and Fleetway Travel. He currently runs his own SEO consultancy service based in London, and it's been nearly six years since his first appearance on Digital Marketing Radio. Here he is. Welcome back to DMR, Lucas Zelezny. Hello, thank you for having me. What a great intro. Thank you very much. I don't remember anyone who introduced me that way. <laughs> very special. Well, thank you. You're a special man. Uh, you deserve it, I'm sure, sir. Um, you can find it's Lucas over... It's six years. It's six years, exactly. I thought you'd be uh, shocked at that stat. So you were on... I did, am. I, it, it was nearly six. It was March 2015 that you were on uh, Digital Marketing Radio episodes 80-something, I think it was. And here we are. Yeah. Here we are, both going strong. I, I, I want to tell the listener, the viewer, you can find Lucas over at SEO.London. So uh, I guess the, the first question is, why London? Well, this is a story when I noticed that uh, I think Sadiq Khan, when kind of involved uh, and the kind of ambassador of the fact that we can have London, and I started uh, looking at the domain, uh, you know, my surname, is the one that probably only two people can spell it right. My father and myself, you know. Uh, <laughs> Your wife hasn't quite actually figured it out yet. Well, she's sometimes do, doing mistakes. So I was like, mm, Zelensky, it's maybe not Zelensky, Zeleny, it's always like wrong. So I was thinking like I need to have something simple. And uh, SEO London, uh, because I wanted to initially to target London, when I noticed that London, you know, is so big as, you know, you have um, so many people uh, that the size of, of, of Denmark or Austria, you know, it's a country inside the country. And yeah, and then this domain also been on premium. So the price was much higher, maybe not like super high, but uh, much higher than the normal domain. So thanks to that, there was... Uh, the situation that the domain squatters have been not interested to buy this. Uh, later, one of my SEO good colleague who is really into domain told me that he was thinking to buy this and I was faster. Uh, <laughs> so I paid this premium price that they also go daddy blocked my account for one day because they didn't know what's going on. And then domain was uh, was mine. So I even immediately re renewed this for five five years. And uh, when I left you switch and Zoopla, I just launched the website. So have you had any issues with anyone typing in seolondon.com or, or anything else um, in, in, instead? Or, or is your target consumer largely savvy about um, seo.london domains? 
Yeah, they are okay. I just noticed that sometimes there are some uh, registration forms that don't recognize, you know, they are using regex and they not recognize that you can have dot word, uh, which is quite strange because you have dot museum for many, 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 many years uh, or dot aero. Uh, they are still looking for dot three letters at the end, you know. Okay. Uh, well, we, you know, lots of agencies have dot digital, I think, uh, our friend from Scotland. Um, Ross Tavendale, yeah. Ross, yes. And we had this conversation. Sometimes people are thinking of the seo.london.com, yeah, but uh, but 99% are, are absolutely fine with it. Okay, okay. I, I think it's something that um, is going to be more common in the future. Uh, obviously, it's becoming less and less possible to actually have the .com in the brand name that you want as well. So it's a little bit unique and, and, and different as well and, and, and nice to see you doing it. But obviously this isn't the core subject of today's discussion. Um, you are kind enough to share some questions with me beforehand um, of the, the types of questions that I, you actually recommend someone asking an SEO consultant before you hire them. Um, so here are your six questions that you recommend. So starting off with number one, it's have you worked in a similar industry. So is, is it very important for an SEO to have experience in that same industry that the client's in? It's not essential, but is uh, good to have. Uh, that is probably one of this uh, trigger that is easy, uh, e much easier to convince your customer, potential customer. So once again, I'm, I will be talking from the consultant perspective and the client perspective. Uh, obviously, I know that we are here to help potential uh, businesses hiring um, consultant. So when the business is asking, for example, um, if you was ever working with a properties or maybe not as such properties, but in um, inventory um, based websites. So it can be, you know, uh, cars, yachts, uh, properties or holidays. So we have a big, big, big inventory and the SEO is done based on this inventory. Uh, then obviously you can say like, yeah, I was working in the properties, maybe not in properties as such, but I was working in the holiday rentals, which is in some areas similar. Okay, spot on, bang, next question. It's not like crit critical, especially like when you're dealing with... Uh, recently, I started to have a couple of, like, for example, uh, Chartered Surveyor London, which is quite niche, uh, or, for example... Uh, some some other uh, very niche kind of specific B two B businesses, and you cannot answer like yeah yeah I was working because that would makes uh, that situation would be very rare that you was working the same business before. But it's very convincing moment. Okay okay, and the next question is: Are you hands on or do you act as an advisor? So that that's an important question then. That's uh, that's the common confusion between consultant slash advisor and freelancer or a remote worker. So I always, uh, on the first um, introduction meeting, I am informing my potential client, potential um, someone who send a lead and a qualified lead, that you're talking to consultant. So I am here to help your team to achieve what should be achieved. 
at the moment you may not even know what you want to achieve and i'm here also to help first to have a conversation with you uh, set up proper kpis set up proper way of measuring these kpis and then feed these kpis to the team which is between uh, in that case me and uh, so i'm sitting between the board or ceo cfo md and people who are more hands-on and that's our front-end developers that's our content writers predominantly that can be you know sometimes pr it can be also in-house ppc so we can uh kind of uh, amalgamate uh, strategies of paid and organic. But it's a very, very important moment because uh, client must know what is your role. And it's nothing wrong if the client will say, well, this is not actually what I'm looking for. I'm looking for someone who will do uh, things because we don't have a team. Yeah, Fair enough. I, if that happened to me, I'm like, listen, in that case, I have a couple of people I can recommend you. Or when a client is saying like, no, I don't have this and that, then I'm saying like, listen, that will not be a good match because I am here rather to have weekly call with you and tell you this and that and not to optimize meta title, meta description and fix broken links. Okay. So that's, that's, that's a great piece of advice for someone selling SEO consultancy services as well as people buying SEO consultancy services to be very yeah. specific about what it is that they're going to do um, when you actually hire them. Are, are they going to be the, the person that like, dives into the detail of what the issue is and provide you with a strategy to move forward with or are they actually going to implement the strategy as well? Um, question number three is, are you more technical or content orientated? Why, why do you have that question in there? Yeah, this is a very common question as well, because sometimes people are coming and saying like, uh, you know, we have this um, um, team of five content writers who are writing, but we don't see results. Are you okay to help with content or you are more about this kind of technical aspects? Very often customers just heard that there is something like technical SEO. They may not be able to... Oh, <laughs> Duncan. Um Thank you. Um, they may not call the, the, the areas of what technical SEO is, but they are very specific. They're saying, like, listen, we have this content team because our website is heavy on content. Can you work with them? And then I'm like, listen, I can not only work with them, but I can also help them with non-English non language. Because, <laughs> and this is funny. I have client for, from Netherlands and I cannot say a single word in Dutch. And uh, that doesn't make any, any problem. I have a German customer. I should be more careful in the school when I had uh, German lessons, but instead of I was, I was uh, trying to skip these lessons because it, it didn't, I'm not very good with languages. So uh, that way, you know, you know that you are on the same bandwagon as the client. Now, um, sometimes client is not asking this question, so you can say like, listen, I'm, I'm a seasoned uh, consultant fully uh, on, on what needs to be done. So for me, that doesn't make any difference if this, is, uh, SE, uh, if this is content or this is technical. I will take care of both, both sides. Um, but sometimes it's very important that if the client is coming and client have experience with their team in SEO and they have a good results, they must uh, express that, listen, we have one problem, one specific problem. Our CLS or LCP 
is not where it should be. Can you help us? Because in that case, I can remove everything from the scope and I can say, okay, these guys are really on into page speed. God knows why they want to go this way. Maybe I agree with this. Maybe I don't agree. I can suggest like, listen, maybe this is not the way that will immediately bring you effect. But if you really want, you know, uh, how you call this? Uh, client, my ma client, my master in Polish, you're saying, yeah? Client, my master. Whatever client wants, I will help. Yeah, just just the client is my master. You can you could certainly say that as well. Um, just for the podcast listener, um, you may have heard Lucas say, "Oh, Duncan," a couple of minutes ago. That's because um, um, Duncan um, wrote a message on LinkedIn where we're broadcasting live, saying, "I love this Lucas SEO guy. He tells it how it is." So that's the the random reference to the name Duncan there. Uh, Lucas, you also mentioned that you had a client in Holland and that you don't speak any Dutch at all. Uh, however, you mentioned as one of your other questions, "What languages can you work in?" So it's not important then necessarily for the SEO your consultant to speak the language that the site's in? No, uh, to some point. Europe is Europe and uh, here, you know, obviously we have different languages, but we have lots of tools that cover these languages. Obviously the problem starts when you start, when, when you have language that is using own alphabet. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be probably uh, able to help Bulgarians uh, businesses or Russians businesses. And that's funny because I can understand to some point Russian, but obviously I cannot read. And here uh, reading is the same with Japanese, the same with Chinese. Uh, you know, tools doesn't cover these keywords. You are completely blind. You not only have language that you don't understand, you have uh, alphabet that you don't understand. You very often have URLs that contain these uh, letters in alphabet. If maybe some of our listeners uh, knows how the Georgian alphabet looks like, you know, it's it's like completely different. So that's this point. Like I'm like you know what now I cannot help you. But you know like German, um, Dutch. You know there are there is so many uh, common points that uh, obviously that's possible. Great. You don't need to understand this because you're working with in-house team who can give you feedback. Like listen, that's are not products that we're dealing with, and that means this. That means this. I'm like okay, so guys, this is a pool of keywords. Try to group them into packages, and then we will start building content based on these packages. Question number five that you recommend is how does interaction between you and our in-house team look like? Why do, why do you recommend that question? So th th there must be uh, interaction, th 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 there must be rhythm. With, with consultant, th th there must be rhythm. This is the added value. Very, um, maybe not very often, but sometimes um, when business is hearing that uh, there is a consultant, they are immediately thinking like, ah, so this guy just wants to talk to us. This is partially true. The guy is talking too, but it's also very important. Weekly meeting absolutely essential and if needed twice a week i have at the moment one client who have uh, i have two meetings a week and, and i really love it i have monday and then thursday they are a bit different uh, but generally most of my clients 99 percent have weekly meetings and it must happen uh, it must uh, move on even if there is very little to have a conversation about that specific week it's good to just see to meet because everyone is feeling pressure that okay Tomorrow is SEO meeting. I need to prepare something, mm. and I'm I, and I'm uh, expecting for myself. I'm like, okay, 
have I helped uh, the in-house team of this and that company with internal keywords uh, with a keyword selection, or uh, did I send them, let's say, uh, additional uh, outcome of the audit, what they need to fix uh, this week, uh, and so on and so on. So everyone feels this little pressure, and um, uh, there is this book, How to Make Things Done. Uh, I don't remember author right now, but uh, one of the very prominent SEO showed me this uh, on SEM uh, on Semrush on SEMrush meeting. Uh, so I think that this is very important to have this meeting. And this guy was also saying that having meeting every two weeks, that doesn't work. Imagine that someone missed the meeting. That means that this person will have a month break. That 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 is like collapsing. And then after two, three months, it may happen that client is like, yeah, but we don't, feel, don't see the value. Consultant is frustrated and no one wants to work, no one want to work with each other. So it's not the book called Getting Things Done, is it, that you're thinking? Yes. Of? Yeah, getting, getting so, things so Getting Things Done is by Dave, David Allen. Exactly. So I met David Allen on a Samaraj meeting, um, like um, this, this, this yearly uh, meetup, and he was very, very clear that if you want to make uh, things happen, things don't deliver, then you need to have this focus on this rhythm. Week is absolutely fantastic natural uh, distance between uh, between two meetings. And the last question that someone hiring an SEO consultant should ask is, what deliverables can we expect from you? Yes. So I always, as a first, uh, I'm telling to my uh, to my um, potential customers that listen, I'm here to take care of KPIs. I'm here to take care of reporting. I'm here to give you understanding of this reporting, pinpoint problems. Uh, every meeting we starting with going through the dashboard with results, and then we going into the um, uh, what was done and what needs to be done. So this planning session. Uh, additionally, you know, uh, there is lots of things that are ongoing, like I mentioned before, like maybe um, in-house team needs some ideas for content. They would really like to write about something that is useful for visitors, but also will bring them traffic. I know methodology. I have the workshop. Uh, I, uh, maybe not the workshop, but uh, this is not a good word. Uh, I have the the um, the practice to 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 do this, and I can not only prepare this uh, spreadsheet, which will contain uh, topics or which will contain potential places where they can ask uh, for some partnership and uh, you know um, content syndication, but also. I can start teaching because it's also part of being consultant, teaching the in-house team with uh, how to do them, how to do this uh, researches by themselves. I can recommend them tools. I can then give them training with these tools. And this SEO, which is the most important, and I'm telling to every client, the DNA of SEO is getting into the company. Something that everyone was saying always like, oh, yeah, yeah, SEO. So we will do this at Friday and done. No, it must really mix with the company. It must really get into the company. And when that will get into the company, then that's the moment when, you know, there is no more like, oh, we're changing the website. Website change. Have you done 301 redirection? What do you mean? No. Then everyone from the content team is like, shit, man, we need first to check traffic. We need to check which, which, which URLs delivering this traffic. And then developers are taking three steps back and saying like, okay, let's do this. So we won't destroy what these guys were working on. And that's the moment pretty much, you know, 
then that that the company is almost like self-sufficient and i have like a red button here and i'm then like pressing <laughs> an, eject, and an like, ejector Ooh. seat for you yes you're and, and you're and off yes like, and then I'm like next <laughs> <laughs> look, i i love your passion it, 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 it's it's yeah. infectious it really is and and lucas being lucas you couldn't just leave it to the six questions you had to provide two bonus questions and um, so that was what not to ask so the first of those is how many links will you deliver per month <laughs> why shouldn't you ask that question this is this is that question which I'm immediately pressing red button. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, some people, uh, some business owners are still thinking that SEO equal link building or link building is okay. Buying links, how many links you can deliver? And I'm like, listen, you have so much things to do on your website that you and you have so many links already that when we will fix here, these links will be working much better for you. And you don't need to worry about this. Mm. Yeah, but I would like links. I'm like, sorry, I cannot help you then. Okay, <laughs> so yeah. Or, or, you know, I like I had like this client who was like, yeah, we were trying everything. It didn't work. We need links. I was like, so maybe you was trying this wrong. Mm. Give me a chance. I can, I can prove maybe or maybe not, but I can at least try to bring you some new ideas and new paths and you know you will not end up with buying links because this 2021 and uh, it's not anymore like you know 2003 where you could buy links boom first page and you know keyword rich domain you're like yes you know and your second question that people shouldn't ask an seo consultant is what are your hourly rates why is that yeah, I, I don't like this question because, first of all, I have fixed rate, flat rate, um, monthly. Uh, my out Also, as a consultant, my added value is that, you know, I'm not like an agency, so I don't need to, let's say, for a big project, say like, oh my God, I need to hire people, put the job specs, and we will need to bring people. And then I need to log these people, and I need to log client with contracts. So I'm always saying like, listen... My added value and my unique selling point is I'm not handcuffing you to me with a contract. I want you to work with me because you like this and because you want and because I want and because, you know, there is this common passion between me and your company. And you can come to me and say anytime, Lucas, that's enough. Or Lucas, I don't like you. Or Lucas, I know everything from you. Uh, now I want to do this by myself. Various scenarios. Yeah. So uh, because of that, I don't like this question. What is your rate per hour? Because I see that they are like um, some people. It's maybe this is my person. Mm. Mistrust. And also it's like, oh, this guy is that much per hour. This guy is that much per hour. So th this one. And also, you know, Per hour. Sometimes it's not like per hour. Sometimes you're thinking, sitting in the ta uh, with a coffee in the kitchen, how to do this or that with that project. How how can you calculate this? Yeah. So you know, it's a legacy of you know, like maybe working somewhere where the hours are, are are important yeah i mean it's, it's the classic tale you, you you have a washing machine that doesn't work and and you you phone someone in to fix it and it takes them five minutes to fix it and they give you a bill for 200 pounds um and you say what you know 200 pounds for five minutes of your time well maybe how about the five years of training it took them to figure out exactly exactly yeah exactly and you cannot imagine how happy i am to call for a guy who can fix a lock to my garden, to the door, and I'm paying him the, the, the rate he wants, but I know it's fixed. Mm. And I don't care how much he was working. It's fixed. He's an expert. Let's segue to part two of our discussions. That uh, focuses on Lucas's thoughts on the state of digital marketing today. So starting off with... Secret software. So Lucas, 
share a lesser known Mark, MarTech tool that's bringing you a lot of value at the moment and why that tool is important for you? So I just wanted to mention two tools. The first one is inlinks.org, uh, which is a tool that um, gave you ability to build pretty much on any website uh, internal links and is doing this extremely clever way. It's also um, based on JavaScript, so it's able to inject schema markups with semantics is using entities rather than keywords, so is doing topical analysis. Is also injecting FAQ snippets, and I could see lots of benefits, especially for smaller website or website that had problem of indexation. You very quickly can build like amazing structure of internal links, and you can uh, manage this outside of the main website, uh, which I really like when I'm working with Magento. I'm not a fan of Magento backend. Generally, when I see Magento backend, then I'm just getting uh, a bit spas spasms. You know, it's like uh, it's like like you're trying to, to punish yourself. <laughs> now I will be in the, you know, and then I'm going to WordPress and I feel so relaxed. And then back to Magento and I'm so stressed. And, you know, and then inlinks.org is coming. And I know that the both websites can do the thing and can uh, do them, you know, um, can can get this internal links. And then you're going to schema markup checker or reach, uh, reach snippet tester, um, reach result tester uh, tool. And you can see that there are this same as schemas. So Google understand much better what you wrote about when you're using word film not necessarily that may not necessarily mean uh, you're talking about movies it may mean that you're talking about plastic film to cover to package food or something like that which is one of my new client i'm working with this uh, manufacturer which is doing this uh, packages and the second tool if i can also jump is word lift uh, so it's it's also about semantics and schema uh, around uh, content uh, they are not building um, internal links, but they are also giving lots of added value to websites which are uh, relatively heavy on content. I uh, am so much into these both tools that I'm using them simultaneously together. Great resources. Okay, well, now it's time to um, give someone a mention, um, someone else who deserves it, someone who's maybe an up-and-coming marketer and good to follow on social media. So that is Magical our... Marketer. So what's an up-and-coming marketer you'd like to give a shout-out to, and, and what can we learn from them, and where can we find them? So uh, I would like to mention Arij uh, Abu Ali. Uh, she's doing amazing... Uh, she's, she's, she's kind of animating amazing community of uh, so-called women in tech SEO. And also, uh, this is a, a kind of local patriotism because she's also working in Zupla, where I was working in the past. We haven't had a chance to work together, but uh, I am observing her for some time and I can see that she's very active. Uh, if you type Arij Abu Ali, uh, then then you will find her on Twitter, you will find her on LinkedIn, or you can write Arij Abu, uh, Abu Ali Zupla. And like I said, uh, the, there is a website, Women in Tech SEO. Uh, I think I'm doing, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this right. Women in Tech SEO, yes. Yes. And this is this com community, which I am really, really kind of fingers crossed. And, and really, I think this is an amazing project. And yeah, lots of respect for that. 
Superb. And um, I know Areej as well. In fact, I used to work with Areej in the past as well. So um, she's... Uh, Small world! <laughs> it is indeed. <laughs> uh, so, of course, I'll leave links to Areej, InLinks, WordLift, and any other resources that you mentioned in the YouTube show description and also in the podcast show notes. But let's move on to the this or that round. So this is the quick response round. Ten quick questions, just two rows here. Try not to think about the answer too much. And you're only allowed to say the word both on one occasion. So use it wisely. Are you ready to go? Yeah. TikTok or Twitter? Oh, Twitter. Facebook or LinkedIn? LinkedIn. YouTube or podcast? Uh... YouTube. Traffic or oh. leads? <laughs> Traffic. Paid search or SEO? SEO. Ads or influencers? Ads. Google ads or Facebook ads? Both. <laughs> Email or chat? Email. Martech stack or all-in-one platform? Market stock. And one to one or scale? Scale. Straight through, no problem at all. I, I was probably most surprised at the fact that you said ads instead of influencers, because I was thinking that you being an organic chap, um, you'd actually yeah. be, be be more into focusing on influencers. So, so why did you say ads there? Um, uh, generally, because uh, Instagram kind of took me uh, a bit out of the in influencers. Uh, you know, I am having a big doubts about how well this kind of there is <laughs> there is specifically one product, uh, energy drink bang. And every second lady on Instagram with million plus followers is doing nothing but just walking somewhere <laughs> to the kitchen and just by just by, just by accident, like you know, bang. And then every second lady, like, and how much they are selling? Because you see, like, what Red Bull is doing uh, uh, for many many years, and this is like you know uh, something uh, which could become like. Um, uh, perfect example of kind of strategy, marketing strategy. And, you know, like, um, yeah, I, I have a bit of distance uh, to, to, the, to the concept of in, influencing and influencers. It may work in some areas, but definitely I am the, the, not convinced yet to buy bank uh, energy drink. <laughs> and by the way, I remember the question you asked me six years ago. It was e email or uh, no? It was newsletter, newsletter or uh, or social media. Okay, and um, I remember. Has your opinion changed on that? Are you saying it didn't? I think I said newsletter. Okay, I'll have to go back and research that. In fact, anyone can go back and listen to that. Um, it's still live on YouTube at the moment on the Digital Marketing Radio YouTube channel. Um, I was perhaps thinking of enlisting the ones that were quite old, but uh, um, I'll, I'll certainly give um, uh, anyone um, an, an option to, to, to listen to that if you want. And I'll go and listen to it again just to see what you, you, you answered. I changed a couple of um, those um, this or that round questions, as, as, as you noticed, just to update them slightly. Yes. Hopefully they were still challenging oh, and relevant. You should you should then do a ranking of right and wrong answers and you know table, hall of fame. Exactly. And every season, every season there should be like an you know 
a winner. Um, <laughs> winner yeah. I should send a big package to someone who's who's, who's most correct. It's not yeah. right or wrong, really. It's, it's it's to get a feel for um, what you're likely to believe or or be passionate about in terms of digital marketing. And I think that the ads or influencers question that you answer just emphasizes how you know a little subtle, maybe unexpected answer can make me want to delve deeper into a particular subject. So, so I think it's it's good for doing that kind of thing. Absolutely. Okay, well, let's delve into I the next. <laughs> let's delve into the $10,000 question. If um, I was to give you $10,000 and you had to spend it over the next few days on a single thing to grow your business, what would you spend it on and how would you measure success? Oh my God, I wrote three things, but they are kind of merging to one thing. I would set up a website on Server Bolt, the highest package, the, the, the hosting Server Bolt, and I would plug the, the enterprise Cloudflare and I would buy for, for, for the rest of money that left, I would buy content, a lot of very good content. So what type of content would you buy? What type of content works best now? Um, I think the content which is a... So you see... There is something that I call non-direct uh, duplication. Uh, non-direct duplication in my vocabulary is a situation when the content per se is unique, but it's talking about the same what you can find on t hundreds of other websites. Top 10 things you should see in London. Uh, London Eye, uh, Westminster, uh, King's Cross, like, and every website is talking about the same, and you cannot make improvements, yeah, here. Um, and so I would like to build, uh, for example, a website which is heavy content, but, you know, like, uh, when you write uh, camera versus camera, you compare digital cameras, and you can put Nikon this model versus Canon this model, and it's kind of comparing these uh, parameters, this kind of, um, you know, the price, the, the, the durability, uh, the, the number of lenses you can place, and you can see this straight away, like, 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 a, like a scorecard. You know, the same I saw uh, for a cats, uh, cats with uh, uh, two breeds of cats you can compare. Yeah, mm -hmm. how friendly they are to dog, how friendly they are to other cats, how friendly they are to kids, and how friendly they are to your wife. So that's the, no, there was nothing about wife. There was only only <laughs> kids, uh, kids, uh, dogs, and lifespan. How many hairs you will have in your uh, in your house, and so on. And then you can see like, okay, this cat versus this cat, which breed I would like to buy, you know? Something like that. Something like Crunchbase, for example, have a database about uh, companies and investor investment in very nice form uh, that you can click, 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 build a filter and you can see amazing results. London companies operating in medical uh, industry that been uh, uh, get that, that received investment in last 12 months. So maybe... Yeah, maybe some of them would be potentially your client. Do you think that that type of content, when you compare different two different things, content can be automatically generated and still be decent quality? Because, I mean, for instance, I'm often searching for comparisons on um, electrical items, uh, technology or, or, or whatever, and I'll put two different brand names in there. And most results um, that have comparisons just compare the two um, very technically. Um, they, they, they don't really tell me um, from a user experience which one is best. Um, so I would think that if you are to produce that type of content, that it needs to be manually created to a certain extent. Is that right? 
Yeah, so you see, I think that we are a bit, we are digesting content a bit different way. Uh, maybe because, you know, I'm working so many hours a day with data, then, you know, I, I hate when someone is sending me some some potential data in Word. I'm like, put this to Excel and it must be in the right column. It must be almost like CSV. And my brain is working the same way. I'm coming to the website and I love when I can put like three devices and uh, compare all the factors or, uh, you know, alternative to, uh, so, you know, uh, alternative to Zendesk. Yeah. And you have G2 with a couple of different, uh, different uh, uh, help desk softwares. I'm never reading this content that is written there by people. I'm always looking for numbers, factors, you know, uh, review by people. Okay, fair enough. That's user-generated kind of content. Then price, then, uh, uh, you know, um, I don't know what, what uh, how, uh, how many users I may have. You know, SEMrush is a good example. You're going there, you have three packages, how many projects, how many keywords. I don't read this kind of like, I had a good experience with this package, but with this, I... I I felt lost, for example. Mm. Yeah, uh, you know, I need numbers, and I think th there is a certain number of people that like to digest this uh, information this way. Obviously, there is always area to write content, and then potentially I can engage more people who like to read, potentially like you. But uh, you know, having a big data. Uh, that can be processed and that can be, you know, like Zoopla, for example, they had all the properties that are across UK. You was typing any address um, and very often you were landing on Zoopla website. Traffic yeah, I, I guess I'm talking about more intangible experiences. So if, if someone has had a really bad experience with customer service or not getting a refund or something like that, that, that that's the kind of thing I'd like to know about a brand before making a decision to buy from them. I see. That's a new. I was never thinking this way. I'm sometimes going on the trust pilot mm -hmm. to check the reviews, and I love when there is this abandoned trust pilot that is not managed by the crew. Then I know that this is very natural. And when I even see six of ten, I'm like, oh, that's actually quite not bad for abandoned <laughs> trust pilot because lots of trust pilots which are managed is like pumped. Yeah, exactly. With very good results, you know. Yeah, absolutely. You have to bear those things in mind. Look, we can talk all day about this on any number of topics. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. But um, let's um, focus in on the last question that I'm going to ask you here, and that is something that not you're doing at the moment is something that you're going to be doing in the future. So Next on the list. What's one marketing activity or tool that you haven't tried yet, but you want to try soon? Yeah, big ML, big ML and SEO, so artificial intelligence, uh, machine learning uh, and SEO. And uh, there is a funny story because I discovered this big ML uh, some time ago and I was playing a little and then I went to Swindon to my, um, I could say, brothers, almost like uh, from uh, Smarter Media, an agency that I am also working with uh, as a non-exec director. And, uh, you know, I was telling about this and we were talking and we were very exciting. And then literally the same week or week after, someone wrote a very, very nice article about Big ML and SEO. 
I don't remember right now if that was on Search Engine Journal or Search Engine Land or or, or other website, uh, but one of this, and that even made me more excited to to start playing with it. It was a couple of months ago. I haven't had it that much time uh, because you know uh, you know me. I'm sleeping like one and a half hour a day, and that's twenty four hours we're talking uh, about, not not during the day. Yeah. Yeah, but um, but yeah, this is the machine learning and SEO. So the the guy was showing a very nice uh, case. Uh, as far as I remember, it was based on existing data of keywords and corresponding pages that Google choose to match. He was using this as a as a um, kind of pattern. He was using this pattern as a um, how to say as a kind of uh, place to look at. And then he was taking other data with keywords. And based on this pattern, which was the original pattern, uh, machine learning was trying to define what would be the best pages based on the new keyword set that been not uh, uh, correlated yet. So, you know, completely different approach uh, rather than doing lots of ifs and find and VLOOKUPs in Excel, you are using uh, the cluster of uh, artificial intelligence to learn and then to do something great. And I mean, I've been uh, for some time uh, not that excited about artificial intelligence. And then I started to understanding how powerful it is, looking that, for example, you can convert your photo to look like that would be Picasso mm-hmm. painting. And again, you have like Picasso, and then you have your photo, and it's taking this original picture and it's trying to convert. And it's, it takes 20, 30 minutes because it needs to learn. I will give you one more example. Probably, maybe I told you about this. There is a Lovo.io, which is an machine, artificial intelligence-based engine, which is uh, able to learn to speak the way how you're speaking something interesting for you potentially and they were showing an example that if if you give them 30 minutes of your recording or more then they can teach their system to speak from that from that point the way you're speaking sorry what was the um url for that was what was the domain name for that lovo l-o-v-o i-o and what they showed that that was a mind-blowing they took a mandela autobiography uh, obviously, Mandela passed away a couple of years ago, uh, sadly. And they read that book with his voice after his death. You understand? Yes. This is how powerful it is. So I've been like so mind-blowing. That was like so mind-blowing. And I was like so crazy about this that I contacted this guy and I was like, shut up and take my money. How much? How much? <laughs> how much to digitize my own voice? And I pay them money, and now I can take my own article, read with my voice, not being, uh, not sitting in front of the microphone and computer for like a couple of hours and trying to fix mistakes. Obviously, that may not sound yet as correct as the real person would be reading, but it's very close. It's close enough. I know. And it's, one it's, more example. <laughs> you go for it. You go one, for it. One, one more. One yeah. more example. Deep L. A translator, which is so accurate that we were translating text from Polish to Chinese, and my Chinese friends were like, "This is pretty much okay." 
there are some nuances, some like little thing you need to uh, fix. But but you know, you can, it's not like gibberish. You know, it's not. And and then we were translating back from Chinese to Polish, and I was like, oh my gosh, we translated automatically through Translate Press an API of DeepL uh, WordPress website uh, of one of my clients. Obviously, client was very excited, and then two weeks later, he started getting uh, conversions from Japan. Wow! Can you imagine? But, I, but he was I, like. He had a problem because the only word he could say was arigato and how to talk to the customer. He started getting conversions mm. from uh, Japan, from, from China, you know. Have you tried otter.ai as well? I heard about that, but uh, I had very little experience with. Okay, I, I, I've will... just been trying it recently. I mean, I've tried quite a few translate type plugins um, or pieces of software, um, but I was very impressed with the accuracy and um, things like the correct capitalization, use of brands. Um, so my intention is, while we're actually recording this show live or episodes in the future, to be able to take my output um, and put it directly into Otter, and it'll actually create the transcript as you're speaking. Um, and it's very, very accurate. I mean, it's not utterly perfect, but it's probably the most accurate AI-driven piece of um, transcription software that, that I've found yet. So I'm very impressed with that. You, you mentioned Lovo, by the way. It's Lovo.ai rather than Lovo.io in terms of um, d domain yeah, name. So AI. I just did a, a little research for that. Um, wow. Yeah, and and tra transcript, uh, I was testing Sonics. Sonics.ai, mm -hmm. and this is exactly like you can take URL from YouTube, put this, and I took uh, poems written in Polish, and they, you know they, they, they the accuracy was ninety five percent. I was like that was mind blowing. So much unique content is there. <laughs> there is, and so much passion for your topics and for uh, researching new things. You know, you've got to be careful about focusing on, on the things that you absolutely should be doing because it can be very exciting um, looking at absolutely everything yeah. that's in there. Look, I, I want to say to the listener, um, you have been listening to Lucas Zelesny from SEO.London, the hyper intelligent, passionate, um, you know, brilliant SEO guy that you've got to visit seo.london to find out more about. Um, he was on today's episode of Digital Marketing Radio. We were talking um, about um, what questions you should be asking your SEO consultant to begin with. Lucas was sharing his top six questions and obviously two not to ask as well. He shared InLinks and WordLift as his secret software. Uh, he shared um, Arij uh, Abwali as his magical marketer. And he shared lots of software for his next on the list. He shared um, Big L, uh, machine learning made beautiful for everyone, Lovo.ai, Deep sonics.ai I'm going to include um, links um, to everything mentioned there in the description on YouTube and also in the podcast show notes that'll be on digitalmarketingradio.com Lucas what's the best social platform for someone to follow you and say hi um, I think uh, LinkedIn LinkedIn would be the best um, and uh, SEO.London there is a contact form and you can send me email anytime superb okay well I'll make sure that I include a link to your LinkedIn profile um, where I mentioned there as well in the show notes. I've been your host, David Bain. You can also find me producing podcasts for B2B brands, B2B brands rather, over at castingcred.com. If you want to watch the next episode live, subscribe to the Digital Marketing Radio YouTube channel and of course hit the no notification bell. Um, of course, if you're a fan of just audio-only uh, podcasts, um, hit us up, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, all the other good podcast places we're, we're on. Until we meet again, Stay hungry, stay foolish, and stay subscribed. Aloha. Thank you. DigitalMarketingRadio.com DigitalMarketingRadio.com
Digital Marketing Radio, digitalmarketingradio.com.